0: Hey, pasa, Peaks and Valleys family. My name is TK Trindad and I've been in the broadcast industry for about 10 years now. And you wouldn't believe how everything is changing. For example, podcasts. Before you needed expensive equipment like mics and headphones, but now all you need is Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First off, it's absolutely free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Third, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from your podcast. It's everything you need in a podcast in one place. Make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of Peaks and Valleys with TK Dad. Ciao, guys. Nicole the Pole Williams is an aerial phenom. You have seen her work in the pole in music videos such as Rihanna's Pour It Up, Cardi B's Money, NEO's She Knows, and the list goes on. She has appeared on the Ellen DeGeneres Show, Access Hollywood, The Insider, and Ricky Lake. She taught Nicola Shay how to pole dance on VH1 and even gave the Grammy-winning gospel group Mary Mary pole dance lessons. She was the first African-American to create a pole dance instructional DVD series and had one of the biggest studios in Los Angeles. We discuss how depression crept into her life and robbed her from doing what she loved to do and how by coming out of it, it birthed a new career and passion, becoming Nicole, the soul Williams, the life coach. Life as a pole dancer ain't easy and Nicole joins Peaks and Valleys to talk about it right now. They say it is the darkest before the dawn. But what do you do before the dawn comes, when all you have is candles and night lights guiding your path until morning, until your sight is restored and you can see your way out, your way through, your way to the other side, you push with all your might until the day breaks, your victory comes. This is Peaks and Valleys with TK Trinidad. All right, folks, I am super excited. I believe this one brought pole dancing to mainstream media. Um, You have seen her everywhere. Uh, Please welcome Nicole, the soul Williams. Hello.
1: So happy to be here, TKA. Thank you so much for hitting me up. I was like, hey, I want to interview you, girl. And I'm like, yes, these are the things I like to talk about. (laughs)
0: No problem. It's one of those things, like um, you know, for you guys who aren't following, if, if you start following her, you're gonna notice that you've seen her everywhere. I'm in mean, music videos. Um, I, it was a Cardi B music video that you did, right? Uh, really yeah, that on was kind movie. of one of the last videos
1: I did the money video. Yeah, yeah.
0: So you've seen her everywhere. You've seen her on different TV shows. I I really believe that you kind of brought um like pole dancing out of the strip clubs into mainstream media as like a workout type thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So you've been doing your thing for a long time. Um, But, you know, when you see it from the outside, you're like, oh, she got everything, she's good. Um, So let's kind of talk about a time in your life where just like, you know, uh, stuff wasn't going, you know, the way you wanted it and and what you did to pull yourself out of it.
1: Let's go to the first moment as an adult, when you're like running this high, career is great, making over six figures, and then uh, I fall into a depression. Um, and this was around the time, this is probably around 2016. Uh, I had already been running my dance studio for about seven years. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this was happening at the time, but I was falling out of love with doing the business stuff, the business aspects of running the business. I've always been the person to do my own websites, my business cards, my graphics, my everything. Like, and I actually liked doing that stuff. I was, you know, I'm very creative that mm-hmm. something happened and I was like, how come I'm not excited to get up and do this stuff anymore? I was avoiding everything and I didn't know what that was. It was weird. It was happening for months, right? Um, and business started slowing down. Mm-hmm. less clients were coming in. I'm not making as much. I'm wondering like, okay, I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I got to ask my dad for like a couple thousand dollars to pay my employees, like the people mm. that work for me. Like they, it had gotten there. <laughs> um, and I was like, how did we get here? How did I go from, you know, making having making 20 grand months, 15 grand months to now it's like, you only made like six grand this month. And so that doesn't cover my bills and paying the people that work for me. And I was just right. like, holy shit. And so my energy had become so displaced because I wasn't putting my energy into the studio that therefore it wasn't producing. It wasn't producing fruit. And I thought that everybody else just working there would keep everything on track. But your business really does take your energy. It took my energy to be involved for that business to come in, even though I wasn't there on a daily basis. Right. Um, And I think. That I just got uh, emotionally drained, mentally drained of dealing with all the aspects that came with running the dance studio, dealing with certain employees, um, and just dealing with, it felt like I had some instructors that worked for me that just didn't understand what it took to run the business. And people wanted things and asked for things or, you know, trying to get money in advance. And I'm like, I'm not a bank. Like, why are you putting this pressure on me to pay you all this money for something that you think you're doing, but you're not doing? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I think when you don't have your own business, you don't understand, like, the breakdown of payments and what's coming in and what's going out. And people want to calculate what they think is coming in and they think they mm-hmm. should do all of that. And that was just really, really, really frustrating. <laughs> and so it kind of just burnt me out um, and it made me feel like uh, unappreciated. And it made me feel like, you know, I'm trying to do so much for other people, but nobody really knows what's going on in the background. And so I think that had a lot to do with me kind of just falling out of love with the business aspects. Um, And then this depression hit. I closed my studio because, again, now it's not making enough. And I'm like, you know what? A friend of mine, my mentor, he was like, at this point, the studio is burning you. I think you should just close it because it had been about probably about four to six months where it was like I wasn't I wasn't hitting the mark. Mm. And so um, the thing that I also held on to was I held on to the studio longer than I probably knew I wanted to keep it. But I was like, what else am I going to do? Like, I hadn't put any any thought into, okay, what else am I going to do? Like, I knew I could still teach pole. I know I could still do personal training, but to not do it in the way that I had been doing it for so long, it almost felt like, damn. Like, I was like, if I close my studio, people don't think I fell off. You know right, i was like i started worrying about what other people would think and i had never worried about that before it was crazy so that was like another layer of just like pushing myself down into the ground and then i'm and then at the time uh also i had decided to get certified to become a life coach as i'm going through this process of dealing with my business kind of falling apart there's a depression kicking in that i don't <laughs> know is kicking in mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I don't want to get up and move I'm waking up and I'm looking at things that I need to do and I'm sitting on the couch and I can't move like I literally and I'm just like where is the the the, the fire inside of me that used to get me up every day that I was excited to go get shit done why is that like it literally felt gone it was like if I was like if I were to be moving with the flame inside of me it felt like that flame was out and I didn't it felt so it felt so far away. It felt like I actually couldn't get back to my old self again. And that was the craziest feeling. That's when I knew something was wrong. Because I'm like the most positive person anybody's ever met. You know, I'm all about the affirmations. I do the work. I was like, I can't be depressed. Not me. Like, I meditate. I read. I have a spiritual advisor. I'm always checking in on myself. I'm working on myself. How can mm-hmm. I be depressed? Not me. You know, I had this spiritual arrogance. You know what I mean? um I was like my mom's been depressed i was like other people are depressed i can't be depressed so there was a stage of going through that this denial stage right which kept me in my shit longer so denying that i was going through this experience actually kept me in prison to it a little longer right wow okay and then finally I th- the person i was dating at the time she was like i think you might be, d- be depressed and i was just like what? Like me? (laughs) And I started looking up like the symptoms, like what it looks like. And I was like, shit, like, okay, this is real. So now let me tell you the gift in going through depression at 37 after coming off this big high. When I decided to become a life coach, I always set kind of like these intentions for why it is that I want to do what I want to do, right? So with the coaching, I was like, you know, I want to impact millions of lives. I want to help people transform their lives and realize how powerful they are. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the universe is like oh you want to impact millions of lives well let me show you what millions of people are going through like mm-hmm. that was the, the message that I got because being a life coach and say I want to impact millions of lives but then I have a judgment about depression I think it's not real right ha. Who, who I'm going to help
0: <laughs> you know so what I mean before you, before you finish that like did you feel that the depression was more amplified because of like your standing in like I just feel like when you're known and people, more people know you than, you know, people, if exactly. that makes sense. yeah. I feel like that was just like, okay, now, cause I, rem- I remember when your social media just kind of changed a little bit. Like I remember when you were posting a lot and you were doing, uh-huh. you had the studio and stuff like that. And I don't like officially remember when like you said, or you posted something that the studio closed down, but I remember that like the studio wasn't there anymore. And I remember your posts were changing a little bit and yeah. I was just kind of like, damn, like, you know, I hope everything is, you know, because I didn't know you. Uh-huh. So I was like, damn, I hope everything is 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 going well. Like I remember that that shift. Like you can yeah. see that in people's posts, especially if they're out there a lot. So did you mm-hmm. feel like there was even more, like there wouldn't have been as much pressure if you were in, I mean, no offense to Midwest. wherever but do you think there's more pressure because you were living in LA and you know being kind of a part of the entertainment industry I don't
1: think it has anything to do with where I lived it was the fact that I had created this name for myself and this brand and that I I felt like I I wasn't keeping up like I, I feel like I lost that so I think people deal with that no, no matter where they live across the board. I think if you live in L.A., then you think the problem you're dealing with is just L.A. people. But it's, it happens literally around the U.S. So the attachment to my name, to what I had accomplished, and then now feeling like I lost that, mm. that was hard to face. And I was projecting outward that other people cared about that. And that wasn't true. And so that lie... Of thinking that it's other people will literally create these it's, it's it's negative self-talk right it's it's saying that someone else cares but it's really it's me that cares about it right and then I'm gonna say that other people do to make me kind of be caught in this stuff that also just adds to the depression of you feeling below less than right I'm making mm-hmm. myself less than because I'm not keeping up to what I used to do that was kind of the the mental box that I was in that I was holding myself to and I think that a lot of people dealing with depression they're uh, holding onto an image of, of of oneself that they're afraid to let go of because they think that because they're not this anymore that they don't have this that now people aren't gonna see them mm-hmm and so for me I felt like okay I've, I've had my I've been working for myself since I was 20 I've had my own businesses and but now I don't feel like I can do it again that was depressing <laughs> I feel like I lost my superpowers my mojo mm-hmm and so what had to happen was I had to be grateful for the experience that I was going through. And I had to understand that life has ups and downs. So the, the me going through depression, my studio closing, I needed to experience all of that because I thought it could never happen to me. And the truth is the shit happens to everybody. Everybody can be on a high and get knocked the fuck off their low throne. At any moment, no matter how, no matter how good you are, no matter how big your heart is, no matter how much you do for other people, like it had nothing to do with that. And, and that was the, my friend calls it spiritual bypass, right? When you think you become so, I th- thought I became so developed that I couldn't go through experiences like that anymore. And so that knocked me on my ass and that was the the humbled the humblingness that i needed at that time to grow into this more evolved being that i right. said i wanted to be so universe is like guys like let me show you what the fuck you know, people are going through, this is what causes depression. Like this is this, and this is what this looks like. And this is why it happens to people. This is why it's happening to you. So now that I've gone through the experience, I can help other people go through it now. Cause I know what it looks like. I know that it's real. I can have compassion and understanding for your experience because I've gone through it. That's the most beautiful gift ever. And once I got that, like once that clicked in my head one day, then I started becoming okay with what was what I was going through. Cause so I was just going through it. But I was in that shit for like two and a half years, yo. <laughs> <laughs> it did not feel good. I was like, is it ever going to
0: end? So when you were in it, because there's there's different degrees, and I mean, you're a certified life coach, so you can speak mm-hmm. more to it, but there's different degrees, and, you know, the on, on the extreme is, like, you think you can't do it anymore, and the negative happens, yeah. and then there's that other part where it's just like, all right, I'm in this, it sucks, but... I'm gonna get through it. Mm-hmm. So, in that midst of that two and a half years, like, what was the self? Like, what were you telling yourself? Like, like, what, what, like, what got you through?
1: For the first year, I was just in it thick. Like, I didn't see a way out of it. Um, second year, I was like, okay, it's time to go back into like self development programs. Like, I had done Landmark before. I done MITT. I did this program called MITT Mastery and Transformational Training that was the one that really kind of like snatched me up out of it, like brought me back out so I could see my, my higher self again, my greatest self Mm -hmm. because when I walked into this this self development program, people were, people saw me, they were like something about you. And then when I shared my stuff, my stuff that I thought people would look down at me on, they were like, so you dealt with that and you're experiencing this and this is how you show up. (laughs) It was like, Oh wow. Nobody cares about the shit that I thought. People would care about right. So going through that experience and seeing that nobody cares about the bullshit that I'm telling myself matters. Oh, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm using drugs to kind of deal with my depression. I just thought that was so bad. It was so like not me, and nobody, nobody, nobody fucking cared. They were like, "Oh, that's it." <laughs> <This is laughs> that helps so much, and I needed to hear that from enough people, right? So that program, and then also my friends. And and when I got into like the second year of depression. I finally started telling people what I was going through and my friends were the ones who reminded me of who the fuck that I was. Mm. And had I not shared, I would have stayed in my shit longer. So it's so important to share what you're going through with the correct people, right? Because another one of my good mentor who told me to close my studio, he didn't know how to talk to me in, in what I was dealing with. He was like me. I was like him. So when I'm Mm. telling him that I'm going through this experience, he's like, you need to just do this, 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 and this. You need to stop having negative thoughts. And I'm just like, no, that's not working. (laughs) I still feel like I'm in a black hole. What you're saying does not make any sense. I was like, dude, it's more serious than this. I can't just be like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go work out and I feel good. And then I'm going to all start all of a sudden start feeling good. I was like, no, that's not what's happening. I was like, and so now you have me fighting with someone that I trust and believe, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. I'm supposed to just hop out of it, but I can't just hop out of it. And that's what I used that's what I would have used that's what I used to tell other people. like you can just get up out of that. you know what I, I mean?
0: Know. I think it's like <laughs> this this, it that. To, Yeah, it has to do with like a, I, I call it like the athletic mind. It's like I, I know athletes are, are very, and I'm very much like that like, oh yeah, all right, you have a problem. Okay, let's do this, and this and this and that. And that's what mm-hmm. I would tell myself. Mm -hmm. and um I too like went through depression and I had to get help and I had to get different types of help like I had the 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 coaching life coach but then I had the therapist that was like more gentle and more like because I needed that I needed that person to treat the the younger self of me and it's like you needed kind of both I I needed kind of those both those both because I you know, being that person and also having that person like, yeah, we're going to get through it. We're going to do 20 pushups and you're going to feel amazing. It's like, no, that's no, exactly. <laughs> I, don't do that. I don't want to do a push-up right now. And I love working out. So, um, yeah, I totally get you with that. So was there like a mantra or, or something that like, you know, as you're kind of getting through this, this black hole that you were telling yourself, I was still doing my affirmations like creating
1: vision list of where I wanted to go how I saw myself like I'm still thinking about you know I'm going to change lives and I'm going to be this amazing life coach and you know when I close my studio I'm going to go right into coaching and it's going to blow up the exact same way that it did with Paul but what the truth was Paul didn't actually just blow up in my mind I thought I did <laughs> you know what I mean but I'm like no that actually took years for that to happen like Me doing my first music video, the Rihanna Porta, that happened six years after I started pole dancing. So I didn't just come onto the scene, but I thought in my mind, because I was already big and successful at this one thing, that when I moved into my coaching, that when I got Mm -hmm. certified that that was going to happen and then that didn't happen. So then I'm like, fuck. Like, (laughs) I just closed my studio. Now I'm certified to be a coach, but nothing is still transpiring. And then it was just like more stuff. And so... I just had to keep leaning into people and I had to ask for support. That was the next lesson, right? So being depressed, you need a lot of love. Mm-hmm. And what was happening was even though I felt like I gave myself a lot of love, I had a lot of people that loved me. I was also blocking love. I was so in not sharing, if I'm not sharing, that means I'm not being vulnerable enough to allow people to support me in the very way that I support every people every day as an instructor and a coach. How fucking crazy is that, right? The very thing that I do that lights me up, I wasn't allowing other people to do that for me. Mm-hmm. And so, next lesson, you need to go through depression, Nicole, because you need to learn how to receive. You need to learn how to let people help you. The way, just like the way, the reason you want to, I want to be a coach is to help other people. The reason I want to teach is to help people see how powerful they are, to remind them how great they are. That's what my friends had to fucking do back to me. Mm-hmm. And it was so weird at first, but it felt so good. And it was the very thing that I needed. But the friends that showed up the most were the friends that I didn't think were going to be the ones. I had this spiritual arrogance thing around thinking that if you weren't spiritual like me, if you didn't talk the way that I talked, that you couldn't help me. Mhm. The friends who didn't talk like I talked, (laughs) the friends who didn't do the things that I did, they were the ones that were there for me the most, who supported me the most, and they were so happy to. I had one girlfriend was like, it feels good to finally be able to do something for you. And I was just like, man, like I started crying. (laughs) And one friend, she was like, you need to surrender. I was like, what the fuck is surrender? Like, I was was like, no, man. Oh my gosh. I was being mad at having to be still because I was used to always moving and going. The next lesson, Mm -hmm. your ass ain't got to always be moving and going.
0: Oh my gosh. I feel like like we like we're like parallels. Like it's it's it's. I feel it's literally. It's the
1: things we all have to experience. That's why it, mm-hmm. it sounds like you're like I I know what that is. So what I got to see was life goes boom 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 boom, and then it comes back back down. But what happens as you're going back down, you can develop speed, learn things, lessons, lessons, lessons. That now when I go to take off again, bitch, I'm going up higher than I did before. But there will be another drop. and you have to be ready so now guess what i'm ready for an i can handle another drop i'm not going to be like oh my god why me why is this happening to me now like i was before now i'm like oh this is the kind of shit that just happens in life and now i get to change how i process it now i know to allow other people to help me and to support me you know what i mean like there's different tools and ways of being that i have now because i've gone through an experience and now i can even help guide other people through those experiences now as a coach because I've dealt with the, that same stuff.
0: Now do you this is a two part question. Do you feel like because I really had like a an aha moment maybe three or four years ago when I really realized that oh, life is like ups and downs. like you're not gonna hit that goal and you have the family or whatever your dream is and life is gonna be great. Like it really like dawned on me a few years ago, like, oh, the rest of my life is gonna be like this. It's gonna yes. have those ups and downs and all this other stuff. Like, do you think one like is it something that we have to go through personally, or can we teach our children like no, you have to go through it? That's a part of life.
1: Oh to think anything differently means you're gonna be you're gonna be hit harder by these things happening. Mm. Like I just said, this is the shit that has to happen in life. Look at so like for me, I thought. Be spiritual, be successful, take care of everything. Life's going to be good, right? Right. We can look at a lot of people who are great people, great hearts. Guess what? Their child dies. Their mother passes away. They get into an accident. You break a leg, you break a back, you get depression. You find out somebody in your family's doing drugs. Somebody got raped. Like There's That's life something. happening. It's just <laughs> beautiful death beautiful broken like it's that's just what it is and it's how we process those things
0: yeah i think i just wanted to protect my future kids just like give them the formula
1: right there literally (laughs) isn't they're just helping them to know that so look how about your child knowing how about if i knew that life was going to have these ups and downs so people Mm -hmm. say that i hear it life is full of ups and downs right but ain't nobody talking about the ups and downs. That's why I want to talk about the ups and downs so that you know that if you're experiencing this, it don't mean life is over. This is normal and you're going to move through it. Yeah. Teach your child that. Don't teach them and try to protect them from, from experiencing something, from not experiencing something that they're supposed to experience. That's where we mm. hinder people trying yeah, to stay. That, I mean,
0: yeah, that's like, I think that I, I think like the when I it took me about a year and a half to really kind of come up with the concept of the show. I knew I didn't want it to be like, oh, we're just interviewing. I just didn't want to do that. There's already too much of it. And yeah. that's really what I want to touch on because it's just one of those things where you see people and you and you and you just don't know, right? And you and you and you see people on the gram and everything, and you're just assuming stuff. But like I think, you know, everybody that I've that's come on the show, I've learned so much. And you really just realize that the the human experience, no matter um, you know race, color, creed, creed, whatever, is is still like everybody has that moment, moments.
1: Everyone, like, you know, no matter yeah. your ethnicity, where you live, your income, everyone is dealing with some shit. <laughs> No matter how good, because I'm not going to share my shit online. Like I talked about my depression as I was coming through it. I I was able to start discussing it, but I couldn't talk about it when I was in it because I was in it. Right. There was nothing I wanted to talk about about that. Like, why would I share that? But then there's me sharing it from a powerful place after I've gone through it and I'm moving through it. Then I was able to talk about it in a powerful way. And that was important to me. Not to talk about it in a complaining way, not to talk about it in a, oh my God, this happened to me, but to say, yo, I went through this, like, it's okay, this is, like, it's good, and there's gifts in it, Mm -hmm. and if if you can be grateful for everything happening, you can find the gift. If you continue to complain and deny it, you will stay in it longer.
0: This is very true. So you had mentioned the, the mantra, the affirmations that you were doing. Could mm-hmm. you share like what affirmations you were saying to yourself, even in the midst of, of everything happening?
1: My highest good is always happening for me. Um money, lo- I love money, money loves me, you know, because I wasn't making money at the time, but I love money, money loves me. The universe always supports all my needs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I am supported, I allow myself to surrender. I love mm. myself. Um I did a lot of surrender meditations after my friend mentioned that to me because in trying to be in control of everything, you're actually out of control. Mm -hmm. So when I just surrender and allow myself to just be in this what it is and then allow myself to just get the support that I need and to know that like having friends remind me like you're going to be okay i was like are you sure (laughs) are you sure and they'd be like nicole you're going to be fine nicole you are a rock star nicole you've been taking care of everything like you're gonna be okay and i just couldn't see up (laughs) but Mm -hmm. to hear that it was like okay i got to because i know this person wouldn't just say this to me you know what i mean so to have people around you that you can actually trust their word and you know they got your back too like okay if i need something like you got me because you (laughs) need help me through this and i had that and that's the biggest thing if you allow yourself to just be loved, supported, um, and don't keep to yourself, like there's going to be moments where you definitely want to be by yourself, but you got to know how to come up out of that occasionally, and then ha- and then be able to tell your friends how to support you too. That's another thing that I wanted to talk about with depression. A lot of people try to help you, but they don't know what to do, and so they can end up injuring, you know, your relationship. And I think it's best that people ask the person, "What can it? What what is it that I can do?" to support you, to help you, to you know, keep you healthy, happy. Like, like, do you want me to, you know, can I come over? We can go for a walk for a couple minutes. Like that's, those are the things I had to start doing. Um, I would make sure I was, to, you know, continue to meditate. I started going to the park, cause I was like, okay, being out with nature, grounding myself is gonna help to bring my mood up. And it literally did. But it was just mm. getting myself to be committed to doing it at least two to three times a week. Like I had to write little notes, go outside. Just go take a walk, go across the monkey bars and then just go right back in the house so like if I did that that was like a big deal <laughs> and just little things like that' it's, it's creating the habits of the things that you used to do that brought you that you know that brought me light that brought me joy it's continuing that stuff even though life feels kind of yucky right now you still got to keep yeah. up with your practices whoo.
0: Okay. <laughs> last, last thing. I mean, I feel like we could just go, like, we could just talk so long, but I won't keep you um, very much longer. Last thing, um, for somebody who is going through that valley, you know, as a life coach and, and mm-hmm. as, you know, even though you might not know them as a friend, you know, in one sentence, what would you say to, um, you know, uplift them?
1: For anybody out there going through depression right now, what I would say is just know that it is going to (laughs) end. It does not last forever. Um, And you have to speak into that, saying that I'm going through this temporarily. There's so many lessons and gifts that I'm going to get from going through this experience. So it's like you have to be affirmative at how you speak to yourself and just know that there's a huge blessing also on the other side if I just continue moving forward such big blessings on the other side yo. like life is good now <laughs> you know what i mean better than before and it just mm. took a while and you'll get through it as fast as you're willing to let go of the thing that you're holding on to the old stuff which is keeping you pulled down if you can just let go of, let go of that stuff and be ready to move and shift into your no, new self you're gonna get through it
0: boom there it is Thank you so much, Nicole, you're for values. I am like just so, it's just so crazy just to see, you know, I I just want to say your Instagram journey because like I, I see it and I, I don't know if you know, but it's just like just from it's like, man, like I hope I hope she's good. And then yeah. I see, then I then I just saw your stuff like slowly coming back and you're doing amazing things. I saw the stuff with Snoop and stuff like that. I'm like, hi, right. like I think I think big things are coming, and then I see the life coaching. I was like, "All right, all right, I know, I know, I know what this is." I see, I see. <laughs>
1: but I testimony it now. Together. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a testimony, and I'm getting. I'm I'm gonna be 41 in September, right? I'm like, because before you know, I know I look young. Most people don't see all the stuff that I do in the background. They may not see the spiritual undertones and the work that is done. They see just the outside fun stuff. But I'm like. I feel good knowing that I have these experiences now. It's like, okay, I feel like a real ass adult. You know what I mean? Because I still feel so much like a kid and I look like Mm -hmm. so young that even I think that I'm 20, but my body's like, nah, you 40, you got to stretch now. Like, you (laughs) (laughs) tight.
0: It's, yeah, it's absolutely. And great. I got these yeah,
1: experiences that let me know, like, yo, I can help you. I can help myself, and like, let's let's get out here and let's do this work. And so I'm excited to be able to share my wisdoms, the tools and skill sets that I've used to amplify my life, and I just want to give that back out to people.
0: Nice. Well, before we get out of here, where can people find you if they want to get your services? And two, okay. um, I know I said uh, this was the last question like five minutes ago, but um, I was really really hesitant. Because I, I didn't know really what a life coach was, uh-huh. you know, five years ago, whatever. And it's just kind of like, my life coach has helped me so much. And I really scoffed at it. Yeah. Like, well, what are they, like, what's happening? What are, what are they going to do? <laughs> Stuff like that. So it's just kind of like, can you explain to the folks? Because I can't really even explain it to your, to myself, but I'm just thankful that she's in my life. Yeah. Can you explain to um folks what a life coach is and then where they can find you?
1: So a life coach is basically like a coach of like an athletic team or a, an athlete or an entertainer. We help you kind of like program design your life, help you know how to do life better. There are tools and skills and things that you can learn to learn how to communicate better, how to process your emotions, how to change your mindset. That's like my superpower. Let me listen. I can listen to how you talk for 10 minutes and I can tell you why it is that life looks exactly the way that it looks just based on how you talk. Right? So. As a life coach, I'm always listening to everything that it is that you are saying and that you are bringing to the table. And so if you have a game plan, if there's things that you want to accomplish, I'm going to tell you, like, hey, this is how we can get there. And I'm going to allow you to create the path for that. If there's things you're trying to figure out, we're going to help you figure that stuff out. So a coach is just somebody that's on your team 100 percent like. Think of me as like your best friend, your auntie, your homegirl, you know what I mean? Your business partner, like I want to see you win. And that's what a coach is there. A coach is literally there to help you win at life. (laughs) A coach at life, just like I coach you at pole dance. So if you think I'm amazing at pole, right? Or you see other people that are doing amazing things after I taught them, it's because they had a coach, a teacher. So imagine having somebody to help you move through life with more ease and flow. Um, And learning those things that you don't learn in school, that's the biggest thing. Teaching you the shit that you don't learn in school that you actually need to have for life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so where you can people find me, you? Uh, my coaching page on Instagram is Nicole the Soul Coach. I have a website coming soon. I know, I just got done working with a life coach for about six months, a good friend of mine. So we developed two new programs that I'm going to be putting out. So you can send me a DM if you're interested in that. And then my pole dance page is Nicole the Pole. So Nicole the Pole and Nicole the Soul Coach—they rhyme. <laughs> Destiny,
0: thank you so much, uh, Nicole, for joining Peaks and Valleys. Oh, thank you so much. This
1: is amazing. I love talking about this stuff.
0: Peaks and Valleys is produced by Josh Rodriguez and TKO Productions. Spoken word and voiceover is done by yours truly, Lem Gonzalez. Thank you for listening. And remember, after the darkness comes the dawn.